Welcome everyone to the Ask a CEO Show. Ask a CEO interviews bring us inside the corner office and C-suite for discussions with top executives about their journey to leadership and the reality of running their companies today. Our host, Greg Demetrio, is the CEO of Lorraine Gregory Communications, an award-winning integrated marketing company. He is also the founder of gregscorneroffice.com, the home of the Ask a CEO interviews. Greg has been in the business for over 30 years. He is a resource to the media, an invited columnist and speaker on marketing and business topics. Over the years, Greg has talked to hundreds of CEOs and executives about what it took to make it to the corner office and what it is really like being the leader of their companies. And now, he brings those conversations to you. Here's Greg now. Welcome, everybody. I'm Greg Demetrio, the host of the Ask a CEO series, a show that brings you interesting companies and and, uh, executives who've made it to the corner office and have an interesting story to tell. So today my guest is Adrian Moyes, and he's the founder and CEO of Aquilibrium. And that's a Vancouver-based digital product development and design studio that attempts to solve complex business problems by creating web and mobile applications. His company's twice been named top five employer in British Columbia, and is a three-time winner of the Vancouver UX Product Design Award. Equilibrium is a top 10 agency in their region. Adrian himself holds a PhD in computer science from Simon Fraser University with a special concentration in human to computer interface and usability. He's passionate about digital innovation. He's devoted to continual improvement through education. And he's attended Harvard and Wharton Business School and designed workshops with the former head of Disney Innovation. So we're very, very well-rounded background. So Adrian, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Greg. A pleasure being here and I appreciate the introduction. Thank you. So could you tell us, A, your story, your backstory, and the backstory of you founding Aquilibrium? Sure. So um, um, my background combines working with a number of technology organizations in Europe, in Canada, and the United States. And um, also, um, I have a background in the academia. As you mentioned, I have a PhD from SFU and a postdoc from UBC. And for a period of time, I was considering having um, a position as a professor in the um, academia. And, and I actually was on an important crossroad to choose between um, taking one of uh, positions uh, in the university or uh, getting a job with Electronic Arts to help build the mobile gaming division there. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of years back, the Nintendo DS, the Sony PlayStation Portable were coming up. And I felt like really gaming is going to have a lot of potential and impact. So I decided to um, start that mobile gaming divisions at Electronic Arts together with a number of other senior managers. So with a group of four leaders, we went to 120 people in only six months. Uh, That's one example of um, rapid growth in which um, seeing an opportunity, we build these agile and cross-functional teams to serve a certain purpose in that particular instance. It was kind of entrepreneurship in a large organization. We are building a new team to focus on mobile game development. 
I think I, I think I've played a few of those games you developed. They are, they are a lot of fun for sure. And we are working out this implication. This organization obviously had done a brilliant job of building this type of um, entertainment on large screens. But then when you're looking into what are the implications, what's unique about mobile devices and um, how do we create experiences that look good on the go and um, um, that's where my background in human computer interaction usability as well as my background in gaming uh, again i started my career with ubisoft in europe um, managed to put together um, and, and, and solve several of the constraints in here to help with the launch of seven games we launch actually for mobile at electronic arts mm. um, so again it's an example of rapid growth I had the opportunity in my first job, which was at Ubisoft in Europe, to also um, join a team of about 10 people. Ubisoft is, like Electronic Arts, one of the largest game providers, especially for Europe. And um, I helped grow that team from about 10 people to over 100 people on the payroll in four years. I was also an assistant professor of computer science at that time. So I actually had a number of my students um, brought in to work uh, for Ubisoft. I already knew these students. They were showing a lot of potentials. So the interview process was um, pretty seamless because there was already a lot of trust between us. So you were, you, were, you were your own feeder into the hiring. That's right. I was keeping an eye for talent to help grow the organization. Um, and, and that's an example in which I went from an individual contributor to a lead game developer and uh, help grow that um, practice in uh, in Europe. Right. So I see that I see that you're an adamant uh, believer in continual improvement and learning, not only in the company but also personally. What does that mean for you, Adrian, the CEO? What does that mean? Um, <clears throat> it's, it's true. This is something that's very close to my heart. Um, I'm an avid reader, for example. I probably consume 75 books per year. Uh, and it's not just reading. I do like the sense of the feeling of paper books, but also I listen a lot through audiobooks. And, and for example, during the commutes, you know, on the plane, um, I like to listen to audiobooks. Uh, I also like to go deeper in areas that are particularly important to us, to me and to the organization. So um, I have continued through executive education at Harvard and uh, um, at Wharton Business School. So more recently focusing on innovation. Um, I was part of a number of um, design workshops with the former head of innovation from Disney. So I enjoy looking for people who are exceptional in a certain area and, and learn from them. Really? I also look to learn from fellow CEOs, um, entrepreneurs, and look at the shared experiences. So um, how do they handle similar challenges? What can I learn from them? That is one of the reasons why this show exists, because I know over the years in talking to many, many CEOs, hundreds probably, I always came away from those conversations with a pearl, something that I could put into use for my company and myself. So I, I really appreciate that, that mindset that you can always learn from somebody else who's been there, you know? And I always look forward to be part of these collective networks, for example, 
Um, I am right now part of a CEO forum called McKay CEO Forum, and maybe a thousand CEOs uh, in spanning entire Canada and United States. And we meet in groups of 10, 15 people, and then we do something called shared experiences. People coming with um, a problem or a challenge, and then they look into the group to ask, hey, have you handled something similar in the past? What did you learn from this? What is something that you can share? So um, I'm surrounding myself with the uh, people who have expertise that can complement mine. I have a huge knowledge base is out there if you only want to tap into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel right now that the community is much more welcoming to share their practices. You do these webinars, you do these type of conferences in which people are very happy to give back. I agree. I think many CEOs are more collegial now than ever before. You know, we all have to rely on each other, especially now under this COVID situation. I know I get a lot of support from my colleagues, my friends in business, other CEOs, in just listening to the stories that they've had to do during COVID. Is there anything that you had to do in your company during COVID? What did you have to do to change around or or, or rethink? Absolutely. It is um, health situation, which turned into a global economic um, recession has affected everyone. It affected us, it affected our community, affected our clients. We are privileged in that having a digital business for us to transfer it for everybody to start working remotely from home um, has been seamless. Uh We already had uh, policies in place for people to work uh, from home uh, regularly. So we are very thankful for the fact that everyone in our team, our clients and our partners are well well and safe. And that work has continued. Um, while we were affected by this um, economic downturn, uh, some of our clients were affected and they had to reduce some costs. We took some measure to tighten the belt. However, it was very important for us to keep the community whole. So we have kept our entire staff and also all our consultants and we weather the storm. We find a state of sustainability and we have continued to that. We actually recognize that in this situation, many organizations are right now looking for solutions to how to engage with their customer digitally, how to use cloud to be able to scale and respond to their customers. Mm. Um, and uh, Basically, we saw actually an increase in in business. And with our partner, we have actually expanded our footprint. We probably hired 10 people and so in the last three months alone. Really? And during the COVID? Excellent. That's really good. That's positive. So tell us a little bit more exactly what Equilibrium does. For sure. So um, we provide this balance between strategy, design, and technology. So some organ- we help companies with digital transformation and innovation. Our bread and butter is really product design and develop. We help organizations that have these complex challenges and they're looking for ways to use technology to innovate and to achieve a competitive advantage and to grow. So we build complex enterprise, web, mobile, and internet of things applications. And in certain instances, we accelerate the speed to market for some existing products or services. 
In many instances, however, we help clients break new ground and do unique new initiatives. So anywhere from refining who they are, what's the target audience? So I remember a number of years back, I got actually inspired about this. We work with Nintendo and through their Wii um, console, they did an amazing job. And part of what they did very well was to focus not only on the hardcore gamers, but what they call expanded audience. So more than quadrupling basically the type of people who would be beneficiary of their solutions, consoles, and, and, mm-hmm. and games. Similar we see right now, especially during these COVID times, that the sales plays for many organizations have been appended. Whatever they used to be, this kind of VIP in-person experience they could provide, that's no longer possible. Oftentimes, the only type of interaction possible right now are digital. So this organization are looking to figure out either are there some centers of innovation, are there some initiatives that they can spin off? Or alternatively, they're looking into this as an organization, can they focus on a different audience? Can they leverage data to dramatically change the type of services and audience that they service? So if the equilibrium comes in, sometimes strategically, because we help organizations that have a vague idea about where we like to go, and we help them shape what this solution will look like. Sometimes it's more tactical, in which they know exactly this is the backlog, this is what we're trying to achieve, can you help us to complement and extend our teams to get to the destination faster and with a lower risk? So you guys are very, very deep in the technology space in terms of not only strategic analysis, but helping those customers that you have implement the strategies that you've come up with, yes? Absolutely. And while many of our clients are enterprise clients, we also work with, enter- with the startups organization who have a brilliant idea, they may be something that it's only initially started in the, in the physical space and they're looking to complement, to come up with an equivalent um, of the representation of the brand in the digital space. Yeah. So we started with many startups from a concept, kind of something back of, of napkin to a business proposition to implement a minimal viable product and rolling it up to the first set of users just in three or four months. Is that right? Very interesting. So when, uh, how do I want to say this? I want to say, how do you attract new clients? Is it because of the network you've already have and people know who you are or you're actually actively going out to find new prospects? We do a bit of both. Uh, reality is, especially in the space and these verticals and the geography that we work, we created a good reputation. And many times we get referral from our clients. Where somebody is moving from one organization that we work with to an even organization and there is an opportunity to work with this individual in the new position. Mm. They're looking to make an impact and fast and they want a the partner that they, that's reliable and they, they can work with. On some of these clients, we've been working for maybe six years and, and over two dozen projects. But we're also looking for obviously new new clients. Most of our business is actually done in the United States, and a good part of it is in Canada too. We also work with clients in Europe. So we're doing a number of things, including sure networking events, going to conferences, but also providing thought leadership. We organizing a series of webinars right now focused on design thinking. 
Last year, we partnered with the head of um, innovation, former head of innovation from Disney to organize a, a number of workshops and webinars in Vancouver. So we're also looking to give back in the community. And, and sometimes it's about equilibrium presenting at conferences and events or being a mentor for um, the younger um, generation or participating or sponsoring club, local communities or, or various uh, events. So besides being an excellent corporate citizen, uh, I was very impressed by some of the reviews on Glassdoor uh, and, and the awards that you guys received as best award, best employers. Talk to us a little bit about the company culture and, and how you were able to receive such support from the employees. Thank you. Yes, um, our staff are essential to um, equilibrium. Uh, we look at the overall customer, the employee journey. For us, it's important to create remarkable experiences, not only for our clients, but it starts actually with our own staff. So when we grew and we had years in which we triple our business, we wanted to make sure that we grow fast yet sustainably. So for us, it was important to make sure that we increase the density of talent. And then it is clear in terms of what is our culture and value and how do we ensure not only technical fit, but also cultural fit. Mm -hmm. So for example, last year we have created two initiatives. One is or was around culture design. As the company has continued to grow and evolve, we want to make sure that we have tapped into both our roots, into the values and, and the instinct, and was the passion that I brought in to start this business, but also engage the new team members to figure out who is an exceptional representative of our company and our brand. What kind of values um, has organization has evolved over these eight years? And then we have both a core group that was representative, different um, countries, ages, um, backgrounds, and the type of disciplines that were represented from design to human resources, to technology, to operations. So we brought everybody together to refine and restate our culture and values. In the same time, recognizing that we are asking our people to and supporting them to realize their potential. Some of them were looking to step into more leadership position, going from individual contributor to um, managing a group of people. So we also put in place a program pro to teach first-time managers how to develop their skills to be able to look after a small team. So following up on your, your desire, your devotion to education and continual improvement, you've actually created that inside the company. That's a, that's a really amazing thing to do. I try to do it here as best as I can. I mean, we're, we're a small company, but I make sure that people who want to excel are given the opportunity. We'll send them to webinars. We'll start, sign up for one. Tell me what you want to learn. Sign up for it. And, and it just it just ensures the relationship between the executive suite and the employees. They know that they're cared for. They know that you appreciate what they do and you're going to help them along the way. So I, I applaud you for that, really, Adrian. It's, that's a really great example. So I don't want to take up your whole day. 
So in closing, I always ask my CEO guests, because our audiences are CEOs and those people trying to get to the CEO suite, um, two things. What's the best advice you've ever gotten personally? And what's the best advice you can give somebody who's either in the CEO chair or on their way to the CEO chair? Yeah, I've been thinking about this. Um, um, I've been asked this question a number of times, and, and I feel like as I think deeper, sometimes I find a different angle. Um, one thing that comes to mind now, entrepreneurship is a bit of a roller coaster. Sometimes it's very high and you're feeling like you're living the dream sometime, you know, uh, things don't look so so good. And and one or more seasoned entrepreneur that I work with, somebody who has uh, launched a number of successful organizations, um, one piece of advice I received was to maintain that balance because so the perspective was take things with a grain of salt. When you feel like things are looking really good, they're probably not as good as you think they are. And then similarly, when you feel like it's something really dark and it's you know in a dire need for help, it may not be that bad. So so there is hope at the end of the tunnel. So kind of detaching yourself a bit and then creating a bit of a perspective and taking things with a grain of salt helps to kind of buffer this type of emotion with a roller coaster ride in a startup. What's the term they in like to of, use now in, in, in um, um, emotional intelligence? So I, I kind of equate that. I drive that down to trust your gut. You've been doing this for a while. You know every day is not going to be a home run and you're in it for the long run. So you show up every day, you work hard, and all you're going to be responsible for is the, the, uh, the effort result will take care of itself so it's really good <laughs> a good way to think about it it's well, a very good point I, I feel like um um one of the characteristics of entrepreneur is about being passionate about what they do because in order to put up with all these difficulties you know and and already ever-changing landscape you need to have something in which you put your heart into it so you feel motivated and because there is something that's really meaningful for you and that helps you to overcome a lot of these obstacles. Do what, yeah, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Right? That's right. And especially with the situation right now in which this new normal is being shaped, this idea about seizing the day, right, and being bold and agile, there is also maybe a lifetime opportunity to try things that otherwise seem um, too far away, you know, because you have an opportunity for a fresh start. It's also a bit the situation is leveling up the competitive field because even some billion-dollar organization that felt they have the act together, they had the customer as a value proposition, they are struggling to figure out how do they reinvent themselves, how do they connect with the customer in the new environment. So emerging organizations who are fast, nimble, and can react quickly, they can um, realize some of these opportunities that otherwise would have been imaginable. Well, that's how the Ask a CEO got to be on a Zoom platform. Because when I was working from home, I was talking to all my people. And that's how we were communicating on Zoom. And I said, well, yeah, I know I usually do this in a studio with two camera guys, a sound guy and a producer. And now it's me and you. It changed how I do this. I can't have two camera guys in here now. I can't have a sound guy. It's got to be me. We have to have this social distance now. So this is a wonderful thing. And this is exactly correct what you just said. You have to be nimble enough to figure out 
how do I change this? I have it, but now it's got to be different. So this is exactly correct. I mean, every day has got to be different. And like I said, you do what you love every day and you're never going to work a day in your life. I love what I do. I love meeting people like yourselves. I love listening to your stories. Uh, and, and I get to take away a pearl from each one. So I appreciate you being on this show. I would like you now to give you the floor to tell people how to get a hold of you and do your, you know, your little commercial for Equilibrium. Absolutely. First, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be here with other fellow CEOs. I think you're doing a brilliant job to create this network and despite these conditions to create ways for people to provide tips to each other and, and we need to help each other to overcome this difficult situation that we are all in it's in this global um, pandemic. Right. In the best way to connect with us, I'm available on LinkedIn. Our website is called equilibrium.com. Again, we are one of the top 10 agencies in Vancouver, and we help organizations overcome the challenges of connecting with the customers through digital channels and using technology as a way to differentiate themselves, to innovate, and to grow. Thank you very much for having me on this show. Adrian, thank you so much. Everybody in the audience, please don't miss any of the upcoming Ask a CEO interviews. We'll have invited guests from all industries all over the country and the world. You can catch the videos at gregscorneroffice.com, or you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget, subscribe, share, and far and wide. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. That's a wrap on another Ask a CEO interview. We hope you enjoyed the talk. We'd love to hear from you. Visit gregscorneroffice.com, click the Ask a CEO tab, search your favorite listening app, or view on YouTube. Click the subscribe button and don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye from Ask a CEO.